This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in we're in Genesis chapter 35 this morning. It is a really a fabulous chapter, especially considering how we had to endure chapter 34 and the struggle that is chapter 34, dealing with the world, dealing with our emotions in the world and how how two young men took it in their own hands, Simeon and Levi, and in fact committed what is a terrible, the only way I can describe it is a terrible crime, me being an attorney. They killed a whole village of Shechem and took captive all their all their children and their women and it is it was as bad a situation as possible and these are Jacob's children these are his this is his family and Jacob who's also Israel is 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 struggling with that and the likelihood that the people from that area the Canaanite the tribes of that area will rise up and attack them and totally destroy them and he is afraid and uh, the world is pressing in on him, and he is being destroyed by it, or he perceives that he might be destroyed by it. And and what we see here is God leading him back to where he's been before, taking him to a new place, a new time, bringing him to a, a new lo- location, a new walk. And it is a it is a strong passage of scripture. And the reason it is because God is instructing him, Jacob and his family on how to get things right spiritually. And a lot of times in our lives, we just need one of those wake-up calls. We need one of those get-it-right situations and get things in doubt and to learn and to grow. And oftentimes, it starts with something we've already learned from God. We've already walked in from God, and God takes us back to that. And that's what happens here with Jacob. Let's go to the passage. It says in, in, in chapter 35, verse 1, Then God said to Jacob, notice God is speaking directly to Jacob. He's being led by God, and God's going to do that. God is going to get his people in the right place at the right time, and he is in the business of doing that. And so if you're in a place where you just need to get your mind, get your heart in the right direction, get headed where, where God is and not where the world is, if you need that in your life, if you need that to happen for you, let me say this. This is a passage that you can go to over and over again, and you can go through the steps and the process of this passage because it is literally God leading not only Jacob, but his whole family, all of those who have who have not really been involved in the wrongdoing of the last chapter, and those who have been wrong, involved in the wrongdoing of the last chapter, where you can get it all settled and all fixed and get your life back on the path of righteousness, of holiness, of goodness, and the truth is just get your life in, in on the track of God's plan for it. And, and that's what happens here. God said to Jacob, notice, 
arise, which is a picture of resurrection, getting that newness of life going. He says, get up, arise, and go up to Bethel. And remember, Bethel is literally translated the house of God. And it's called Bethel because that's where Jacob first met with God himself. It's that first, it's that first opportunity, that first time where God reveals himself, that place where God showed himself out and showed himself to Jacob. And a lot of times in our life, that's what we need. We need to rise and go back to that place where God took us before. Now, oftentimes in life, God leads us to places where, where we've never been, and he takes us through life experiences that we've never had before, and that's the process of life. But sometimes when we need to when we need to reorient or we need to get everything figured out and get rid of all the things that we've picked up along the way, we'll wash the world away and allow God to get our mind and our heart headed in the right direction Oftentimes when that happens, you got to go back to where you started. You got to go back to where you began. And even in the New Testament instructs us to do that. Go back to where you've begun. And even Jesus in the book of the Revelation says that. He says, go back to your first love. Go back to the thing that you were doing at the start. And a lot of times that is the disciplines of life. That's the disciplines of the faith and doing the things that you did at the first so that you can have the best that he has for you down the road. He said, then Jacob said, to, he said to Jacob, arise and go to Bethel and hang out there, dwell there, live. You've been all over the world. You went and <clears throat> you lived with Laban for 20 years. You've got a whole new family. You had that whole struggle of life that, to go through. And then I told you to come home and you came home and uh, you dealt with Esau and all that struggle. And, and then, uh, and then you began to dwell outside of Shechem and the world got after you and your children and your family acted really wrongly and things just don't seem like they're right again let's get back on the right track let's get back headed in the right direction he says get up and go to the house of god and you know really to tell you the truth that's where you got to be you got to be you got to be where god's at you got to be where god's people are at got to be where god's plan is at work and so many times when we get to this time of year especially to the new year and we're dealing with all the things that are going on around us, just the world is just in chaos. And you look around and you've been with your family for a while and, you know, that has its good and it's and it sometimes it has its bad. And you've, you go, okay, so what are we going to do is the holidays are over. I'm in a funk. The truth is you're not in a funk. Go back to the house of God. Go back and prepare and get your mind. Go back and get your heart and go back and get your life headed in the right direction. Go reorient yourself so that we can have another uh, year of walking with God. That's what this is about. God says, I'm going to take you back. I'm going to take you back, Jacob, to where we started. And you've been blessed. And there's no doubt Jacob has been blessed. I mean, his struggles are legendary, but his blessings are legendary also. And he says, God says, listen, you've been through a lot. Let's go back to the beginning and let's reorient so we can have some more. He says, make an altar there to God. Make an altar there. Get a, Go over there and make a standing stone and prepare to make your life a sacrifice for me. Make a place where you're giving your best to me so that I can take the very best that I have for you and make it make it alive in your life. He said, who, he says, make an altar there to God who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau, your brother. The last time you were really in danger of being killed, you went to me and you met me at Bethel. Looks like your family's in a little trouble right here. 
Looks like there's some problems that you're facing right now. And you've got a lot more to save right now. And you've got a lot more to get right right now. And you've got a lot more to fix. Let's go back. And notice he's saying, he's saying, take your family with you. Everybody go. Y'all go back and get you, get your heart and your mind headed in the right direction. And that's where the only fulfillment is, I'm going to tell you. So many times we, we stumble into the new year. And, but those who go back to the things at the beginning and roar into the new year. And when I say roar, I'm not talking about roaring and working hard. I'm not talking about roaring and, and trying to make more money or get their job in order. I'm talking about roar into the new year spiritually, prepare, preparing their hearts and their minds for the big things that God has for them down the road. Going back to the things that you've done at the first, those are the disciplines of the faith, the walk in the faith, prayer, the worship, the steps of faith that we take at the very beginning. Go back and do those because everybody does that. The athletic, if you're an athlete, if you're an athlete and you go start your season, new season, what do you always do? You go back and do the things you did at the start of last season, the season before that, and the season before that. Why? Because the discipline of that athletic event, if you're in a job, you go back and do the principles that made you successful at what you were doing back at the very start. And you just start naming things in life. What, what do they always take the new soldiers through? They take them through basic training. That's the going back to the basic principles of life and walking in those principles. That's a spiritual truth that has its function in the world we live in. And you got to go back to it and you got to go back and get you get things going where they were. Now, some of you have been focused in on that the whole time and you just need to continue on what you're doing. And there are some who during the holiday season, they continue to stay focused on what God has for them and the plan that God has for them. And some people just get kind of distracted by it. And oftentimes, just as the year goes on and the world goes on, we get distracted by the things that are going on and the battles of life and for before you're totally off the track that God had for you. And notice Jacob said to his whole household and to all who were with him, notice he said, everybody's going to get right. He says, uh, Jacob said to his whole household, put away the foreign gods, meaning put away the idols of this world, put away the things that are so important to you in the moment, but really in the truth, not important at all. Put away all these foreign gods, put away all these things that so easily distract you and that are among you. And he says, purify yourselves. That means clean, clean up, get everything clean, get everything made right, wash the world away from you. And those are pictures that are throughout the Bible. Put away the thing, the worship of other gods. You shall have no other gods before me. Purify yourself. Remove all the world influences that are controlling your life. And he says, and change your garments. Notice, quit covering yourself up, covering the sin of this world up with your own ways of doing things and put on, put on the clothing that God's given you. Put on the things that God has given you to fix and control and to set the sinfulness that so easily gets all into your heart and your mind. He says, take all that stuff and lay it, lay aside those foreign gods. Purify yourself. Change your garment. And then us, let us arise and go up to Bethel. He says, not, and not just me go up by myself, but my whole family, everybody. Everybody with us. Let's get up and go to Bethel. Let's go to the house of God. Let's go meet with God. Let's go get it. Let's go get things straightened out and get it right. He says, and I will make an altar there to God who answered me in the day of my distress. He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go up there and I'm going to make an altar. And he's a God who's always been there for us in our days of distress. He's always carried us through. We're here because of his hand. 
and we need to go up there and make that altar and prepare for what's to come. And if you're going to find a place of refuge scripturally speaking, that's where God is. It's meeting where God's at. It's being where God's at. It's walking with God's people. It's being in worship with God. He says, uh, he says, he answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me in the way which I have gone. Notice, notice he recognizes that God's been the one who is, who's, who's led him and guided him through all the difficulties and struggles of his life. And I need to recognize that. I need to make that a constant recognition of my life. He says, so they gave Jacob all their foreign gods. Notice they cast off all those things which were not from God, which were in their hands and their earrings, which were in their ears. And earrings were uh, oftentimes back then were made as talismans or they were like charms of foreign gods that you could wear around. And we do that. We even have things that we call that today, charm bracelets and, and things like that. They're, they were to bring good luck and favor. And we've got necklaces and we've got, we've got our patron saints and all that is paganism and foreign gods. That's not, you can't pray to somebody who's gone on before you, who's a believer and expect them to intercede on you. You've got only one high priest and that is Jesus Christ. And he is our intercessor before God. He says, put away all that paganism, put away all the all that worldliness, put away all that ungodliness, which is in their hands and the earrings, which were in theirs. And Jacob hid them under the terabith tree, which was by Shechem. He, he left them back in Shechem by a, a tree that was recognizable out there. He left them where they had their trouble at. He left those gods exactly where they ought to be left in the midst of all the trouble. And when you head off and start worshiping other gods and your life is focused on all the things that are not God and not what God's involved in and not what God's planned for you. And you begin to just indulge yourself in those things. There comes a time when you got to lay them down. You got to set them aside. You've got to be willing to say to yourself in your own heart, I'm going to do what God has called me to do. I'm going to, I'm going to get things right in my own heart and my mind. I'm going to, I'm going to settle this thing and I'm ahead. I, we have altar call every Sunday, and there's a call to, to there's a call to repentance. So that's obvious. There's always a call to come and receive receive healing and receive hope and uh, seek God out. There's a call for understanding and for God to reveal His plan and His work for your life. That happens. And sometimes for some people, there's a call to go back to your first love and get things headed where it should be and doing the things you did at the first. And that sometimes is the hardest call of all. But for somebody who, who's walked with God a long time and walked in life with God a long time and then allowed the things of the world to seep in and get you off track. And sometimes you feel like I'm off track now and I ain't never getting back on track. I'm not ever going to get my life headed back in the right direction. I walked with God at one point in time, and now I've wandered away, and I'm never going to be found. I'm just out there on my own, and I know what to do, but I just can't do it. I don't have the strength inside of me to do it. I don't have the, I just can't get myself to go and do it. And you know what? I'm going to tell you, God will bring you to a place where you don't have any other choice. He'll hem you in. And you're his children, and you've been bought at a price, and he's going to hem you in eventually. So why not? Why run any longer? Why? Why? Why put yourself in a position where you're going to have to deal with that pain and that suffering of running from God? Don't run from God. Put yourself in a in the right place. Lay aside all the pains of this world. Put the gods away in the midst of your suffering and your struggle, 
and find yourself in a place where you can be cleansed and washed. And that makes me think of that old song, Are you washed in the blood, in the, in, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? If you are, if your garments are spotless, are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you? And sometimes you just got to go back to Bethel. You got to go back to the house of God and meet with him. And you got to go back to the things that you did at the beginning. You got to go back to your first love. And when you do, God protects you in that. And we're going to see that in the rest of this chapter. We're going to see how God protects them. We're going to see how God makes things new. We're going to see how God takes the old path that seems like the old path, and he shows you that it's the path of life, and it's the old, it's the path today, and it's the new path all at the same time. And there's an excitement about that, and there's life found in that. And I hope that as we kind of study chapter 35, as we struggle through 34, as much as we did, I pray that chapter 35 is a place of new hope for you and a place, a new beginning for you, because it is a new beginning, and God is the God of new beginnings. In fact, the number eight is the number of new beginnings, and I just say to you that if you are struggling, if you're in a place where you just don't know where to turn, the answer is always to go back to the house of God, to go back to the things at the beginning and start again, and if you do that, I promise you, God's always been there. He's waiting on you to come on back as the prodigal son, or maybe you're the lost sheep and he's hemming you in and bringing you back. Or maybe you just, you just need a fresh, a fresh anointing from God, a fresh wind from his spirit. And so if that's, if that's what you need, you need to find it at the foot of the cross. You need to find it in the throne room of heaven. You need to find it at the altar of God. And that's where the best is. And it always has been. And I'd say to you, prepare yourselves and get ready because the kingdom is here and the kingdom is now and we are that kingdom. And so I would say to you, prepare yourselves to be the kingdom of God. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus name.